Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Mental Illness, Mental Brilliance. I am Tierica and I'm discussing how my mental health issues impact my life. Do they stop me from achieving my dreams? Absolutely not. I haven't had any issues with achieving my dreams. I've actually feel felt motivated by the fact that I have these issues. They push me in the corner because I'm limited. I am limited by some of the issues that I face. I can't work a regular nine to five job because I have extreme anxiety. Um, I don't socialize much, of course. Um, I think so differently that I don't connect with people. And I judge them because they don't think like me. And um, But all of that stuff, it used to get me down. But then I started to think, well, what can you do with it? And I've been just trying to do great things. So when I see that there are problems in the world, I try to create solutions for them. And I know you're thinking, who are you to create solutions for the world? I don't know. In my mind, I think I have the power to incite change in our society. Even though I'm one person, I recognize that I'm one person. I recognize that I can't name one person that is standing with me in this and we going through this together. And if I'm ready to make a movement, this person is going to help push me to where I need to be. I'm not connected. I don't have wealthy people. I don't have famous people. I don't have anybody on my team. Nobody. It's just me. But does that mean that when I see that there's a problem, I shouldn't try to create a solution for, for it? No, that doesn't mean that. I create the solution. I package it because I'm good at that. I'm good at creating classes. I'm good at creating books. I'm really good at putting my information out there. I know how to build a website. I know how to put it together. I know how to um, create a, um, organize my thoughts and present them professionally. I'm really good at that stuff. I'm not good at organizing people to help me or asking for people to help me, which is what I've been trying to do. Since I published my book um, well, a little over a week ago, and my latest book, my 12th book, is called A Manifesto for a Female-Led Society. And I literally wrote that book in like less than three weeks, to be honest with you, because it wasn't supposed to be a book book. It was just supposed to be my ideas, but it ended up being, you know, significant enough to actually warrant printing. And I got a nice cover for it and everything. And I was very excited. I pre-sold copies and everything because I do have an audience that is interested in my work. But it's not a huge audience. (laughs) You know, but it's enough where it makes me feel that the things that I do are important to some people. They are. So once once you're self, anytime you're self-publishing a book, and this is my 12th book I've self-published. Anytime you're self-publishing a book, it definitely helps when you have an audience who wants your work before you write it. So they'll pay for it and then you're writing it after they pay for it and then you're delivering it to them as soon as you get it. The hardest part about self-publishing is not writing the book. That's the easy part to me, even though that's challenging. Formatting is more challenging than writing the book to me. Writing my thoughts is easy and fun. That's the fun part. Formatting is the annoying part. Getting the cover done is the annoying part because I'm not a graphic designer, so I got to pay someone and it's always annoying working with somebody else because I don't have a graphic design eye, but I just know whatever you just did, I don't like it. So that's always a challenge. (laughs) They're a challenge when they work with me. Thankfully, I always get it done. But Once the book is packaged, once the book book is formatted, all the words I want to say in there, how I want it to be, everything is just right. Then the part comes of 
Am I just going to sell this to my audience, which I usually do with my books, and just let them do it? Or do I want to market this to the public? Do I want more people to see it? With this book, to me, it's the initiation, it's the initiation of a movement. I want to establish a female-led society on this earth. I want this world to be a female-led society, the entire world. Does what I want matter? I don't know. But I really gave it some serious thought. What what would I do to this world if I could manage it and turn it into something that's beneficial to everyone? What kind of government would I create? What kind of rules would we have? How would men and women and everybody else, all the other genders, interact with each other? How would children be raised? What, how would women, the roles of women be different than it is right now? What are the causes of some of the social ills? Why is there so much violence? Why is there so much misogyny? Why is there so much angst and terror and distress in this world? And all those things I addressed in this book, A Manifesto for a Female-Led Society. And if you don't know what a manifesto is, a manifesto is a declaration of guidelines, your intentions, and what you plan to do. And most people write a manifesto before they do something big, like political party, running for office, or before they kill somebody and go on a killing rampage. This is basically saying, this is why I'm doing this. This is what I plan to do. And this is, these are my intentions. And that's what this manifesto is about. And I'm ready for everybody to learn about it. So as soon as it was published, as soon as it's done, I have to go out and market it. I can do it different ways. Um, I can pay a press release service to send it out. Has that ever worked for me? That worked for me one time. When I did a big project, I paid for that. But at this point, I don't have budget for that. So I can't do that. So now, since I don't have a budget for somebody to help me, I have to do the work myself. Which means I have to find writers. And it's always best to try to find freelance writers because freelancers are always looking for good story ideas because they get paid by the story so if they see something interesting oh they can pitch it and they're more likely to pitch it pitch what you're sending them if they think they can get paid for it versus staff writers staff writers are always being inundated with pitches all the time but freelance writers they're not being inundated with pitches pitches meaning story ideas so if you send something to them, they're more likely to look at it because they're looking to get paid. They get paid per story. They're not on the salary. So every single day, I spend the entire day looking for writers, publications, people who are talking about similar topics, women's topics, patriarchy, um, politics, men's rights, those different topics. I Google those topics and I looked, I clicked news so I can see all the news that came out today that mentioned those topics. And I go to every single article, see who wrote it, Google that person and try to find their email address. Then send them the pre- press release that I already prepared along with a, a email attachment of a media copy of my book because I have it in the PDF because it's not that long. It's a manifesto. It's not a hundred page book. It's like 60 pages. And it's a five by eight book, so it's not that long. So I send it as a PDF with all the information about the book, where to find it, and what the most important points I put as the cliff notes. You know, I just 
I just listed them like these are the important points of the book in case you don't have time to read the whole thing. And at first I wasn't doing that. And one woman was saying, I don't mind reading your email, but I'm really busy. So I was like, well, shoot, let me go ahead and summarize this for her. And I was like, you know what? This is a good idea. Instead of sending people a copy of the book saying, read it, tell them what's important about it. So that's what I've been doing every single day, all day from the moment I wake up. I'm looking for writers who ever covered topics that are similar to what I'm, I'm, I'm writing about. And I'm sending them the information all day, all day, all day, all day for about seven days now. So in the, in the meantime, I take a break to, to write blog posts or deal with who's ever in my coaching program or whatever, you know, but this is my main thing. So today was pretty interesting because I started to feel some anxiety around it. I started to feel anxiety around it. I think it's because I actually heard, like, usually I'm, I'm here by myself. I live alone. I don't socialize with anyone or do any social things. The only time I interact with people is online. And then I don't pay that attention while I'm doing my work. But today I heard people in my area, like my neighbors, interacting and coming from work, I suggest. And it made me start thinking, wow, people actually living lives outside of what I'm doing in my little, little apartment. And it made me start feeling anxiety, like, wow, they're making it. I'm still hoping. I'm still hoping. So, yes, this is my 12th book. Yes, it's going to add to the income that I make every month from all of my books. I do make a consistent income, but it's not enough to take care of everything. But aside from needing income from this, I need this idea to be respected. Just as much as everybody respect their jobs. This is to me, this is my job to create solutions for society and to put them out there so that people can use them or I can lead them if necessary. But so far, I've been ignored. Only one person has written me back in the entire seven days. And she said, hey, I want to read it. Can you send me a physical copy? So I ordered a physical copy to be sent to her. But the printer's going slow, so I don't know when she's going to get it. But I just reminded her, I still have a PDF copy right here in your email. And I haven't heard back from her since. But other than that, it's been complete silence. So I started to feel anxiety tonight, even though every day I know that I just have to keep going. I know that I have to keep working. I know that this path that I'm on is not traditional. I know I'm not clocking in. I know I'm not guaranteed anything. I know that this added pressure. I know that this is frustrating. I know that this feels like a shot in the dark. Because nobody's guaranteed to support me or respect my thoughts or my work ever. But at the same time, I still do it. Why? Because I believe that I have a solution that's viable and it would be beneficial to our society. And this isn't the first time that I've created a solution and nobody paid attention to me. The last time was when I did the um, new rules for engaging women at work, which is a set of corporate guidelines to end sexual harassment in the workplace. Basically, it teaches men and women how they should interact. It sets firm rules. You can say this, you can't say this. You can talk about this, you can't talk about that. You can do this touching, you can't do this type of touching. So that nobody in work in the workplace will be confused about what it is they can and cannot do and people can feel more safe. Cuz they know there's no blurred lines anymore. Men will feel more safe and women will feel protected. So I created these guidelines for free. I didn't even sell them. I created them for free that anybody can download them. 
And then I offer to come to your business and teach these guidelines to everyone and have them sign a form saying they understand it so that you'll be in compliance and we can have uh, workplace harmony back in our world. So, yes, this was something I did this year, earlier this year. I did spend the money for a press release service, like $250, I believe. And I really was like, when I spend that type of money on press release, I believe in the idea I'm not a rich person. That may sound like a little bit to you, but think about it. I don't have a nine to five and I haven't had one for seven years. So every money I make is important that I spend it wisely because I'm not, there's no, I never have a guarantee of income. Never. But I I spent it because I thought it was important and I got no press from that. No results. Not one person reached out to me. Not one anything. Not one email. Not one Good job, nothing. Before that, <laughs> you know, I'm not even gonna go down the list of, let's just say, failures that I've that I've had that nobody cared about, and I put my heart and soul into these projects, and nobody cares. But I continue to do it because I see a problem in the society. I want to fix it. I feel like it's my duty to do something about it, even though nobody don't applaud me and nobody don't care most of the time. And I don't get rewarded for it. So now I'm trying to create a female-led society, a society that embraces and prefers the leadership of women. It does not degrade men in any way. Men are protected and loved, but their duty is to empower women and to protect them. So we're all working together to forge social innovation. That's important to me. I think that's the most important goal that we should have in our humanities, social innovation. And the satisfaction of our members, the members of our society. But I think we lose focus because of patriarchy. And it's the demands of masculine leadership take your focus away from social innovation and and point it back to personal power. And we need to take that off. So I got some interesting ideas. I won't go into them right now in this podcast. You know, but... I've started this podcast to get to this point, which I always do that, as you can probably say. I have a point, but it takes me a while to get there. So I hope you enjoy listening to my voice. But my point is, tonight I found myself talking to myself out loud. Is that crazy? And I was saying to myself encouraging words. Because while I was writing this email and while I was looking, looking up more people to send information about my manifesto to... I felt myself choking up, like crying and like frustration. Like, why are you doing this? Nobody cares. These people ain't going to write you back, but these people don't care. None of the work you're doing, nobody cares. (laughs) Why do you keep trying to push this out there? Why do you keep trying to solve the problems of the world? Nobody listen to you. You don't have a team. What is wrong with you? Why you keep typing? Why you keep looking people up? You don't even have that many social media followers. Nobody's going to respect what you did, no matter how professionally it's presented. Nobody wants to listen to you. Nobody wants to be on your team. You don't have nobody. What's wrong with you? So, all all that in my head, and I was still researching, still finding somebody, looking for their email, still going through the motions because it's automatic for me. And I felt myself about to cry and I started talking to myself out loud and I said, that's okay. Keep going. You can do it. 
Keep going. Keep trying. Keep moving. Keep pushing. You've gone this far. Don't stop. Keep going. Don't give up. Keep trying. Keep pushing. Keep moving. You're doing a great job. You're amazing. You're, you should be proud of yourself. You're doing well. You don't stop. Don't give up here. Keep pushing. Somebody will like it. Somebody will see it. Keep pushing. It could be the next person. You never know. It could be the next one. It could be the one after this. You never know who's going to read it. You never know who's going to feel inspired by it. You never know. Keep going. Keep pushing. Give it your best. Do your best. You're doing awesome. Keep it up. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Keep trying. Keep going. Keep going. You got it. You're doing great. This is what leadership is made of. This is what movements are made of. This is what success stories are made of. You're doing everything the right way. Keep going. Keep trying. Don't give up. You're not supposed to be like them. Keep trying. Keep pushing. Even though you feel by your, like you're by yourself, that's okay. Movements start with one person and affects others. Keep going. Keep moving. Don't stop. Don't give up. You you can do it. You've been doing it this far. Keep going. Don't stop. You got it. You're brilliant. You're amazing. Keep moving. Keep trying. One more. Just find one more. Find one more. Don't stop here. You still got time. You're not tired. Keep going. Keep pushing. One more person. One more person. Try one more. Try one more. One more time. Do it again. You got it. Keep pushing, keep typing, keep writing. Somebody gonna see it. Don't worry about it. Just keep going, keep going. You're doing great. You're doing amazing. I love you. You're amazing. You're amazing. Keep typing, keep trying. Don't stop. Push, push, push. Keep on, keep going, keep going. You got it. One more email. You got it. One more person. Keep going. Keep trying. You're amazing. You're doing well. You've been doing it this long. Keep going. Hard work pays off. Keep going. Keep trying. Keep moving. You're awesome. Keep going. I love you. You got this. That's okay. You have a vision. It's coming to pass. Keep going. Keep trying. You got the solution. You got the solution. You got the solution. Keep pushing. You got the solution. Keep pushing. Keep giving. Keep giving. Keep sharing. Keep sharing. Everybody else can have their success and you're going to have a different type of just keep going, keep going, keep going. You're not behind. You're right on schedule. You're not behind. You're right on schedule. You're doing it. You're working it. You're making it. Keep going. Keep striving. Keep going. Keep striving. Judge yourself as good because you're doing a great job. And after I said all of that to myself. I felt like I was winning again, even though there's no evidence of it inside. But that is how you motivate yourself when you are the only one who believes in your dream. And you don't need a lot of people to believe in it. You just need to do the work. And that's what I've been doing. So let me get back to it. You're listening to Mental Illness, Mental Brilliance. I am T. Erica. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you soon.